Gosh, that senior picture, it just never will live that down. <laughs> I would also like to share, just for the record, it is that haircut when I was in, because I, for some reason, kept it for a while. Um, senior year of college as well, studying in London, while my sister was also studying in London, we went to this place together, took a picture together, and people thought I had two sisters. So um, that haircut has not done me well. Casey, thanks for seeing through that and seeing beyond. Also, my smoking hot wife is on the back row, so if you see her right there. Um, yeah, I did join staff here 2016. Wow, it's been a minute. Um, <laughs> number two, you guys suck. <laughs> RJ has been featured. That is not true, nor do I want it to be true, but I made the mistake once of saying it's okay to wear nicer shoes to preach. Um, number three, his kids say he has the best Sid. I do have a decent Sid this lost impression. <laughs> hey guys, it's time to come. You to go to the world. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> uh, so just to be clear at the outset, there's little to no chance that I'm going to make it through this without some tears. But you know, that's par for the course, am I right, Andrew Doss? So, um, but also yesterday, I was meeting with Hannah and Jacob, and I let it slip that I'd be doing this tonight. And Hannah Berry was like, oh, it's like your senior citizen speech. <laughs> and, as I, got over, as I got over being greatly offended by this, I thought I would lean into that. So here is my senior citizen speech for you guys. <laughs> Two first college ministry students. I'm seeing a wonderful amount of plaid and flannel this evening, so I appreciate that. I want to share a handful of things to remember while you're at university and beyond. Uh, and because it seems fitting, I felt I would base most of what I'm saying Tonight, from probably my favorite passage of scripture, and one that you've heard me at least utilize and reference numerous times, if not teach explicitly, and that's 1 Peter 2, 9 through 10. You bet, I bet you thought I was going to say Ephesians 3, 20 and 21. Uh, but hey, pay attention to that, though. The Lord obviously wants you to, to hear that verse. Uh, 1 Peter 2, 9 and 10 says this, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of the darkness into marvelous light, into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. So from that brief passage, I pray that you remember who you are and whose you are and how that flavors everything. I'm going to repeat that because I'm a preacher. Remember who you are and whose you are and how that flavors everything. And I'm going to break that down for you. So to begin with, remember, you are chosen. However mysteriously you understand that to be, however you want to interpret that, there is no mistaking in Scripture that we're chosen in some fashion, and it's mysteriously in the hand of a gracious God. Because of that, though, you get to experience the gift of grace, forgiveness, and salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. And as you know, we repeat every time we're up here, this had nothing to do with you, your abilities, your personality, et cetera, though those are wonderful. It has everything to do with the Lord's love for you and his desire that you be made whole. And because you are chosen, you get to have grace towards one another because his grace was given you. So you get to have grace and patience towards those who do not believe in Jesus. You get to walk in mercy and love the Lord's justice and reflect his love for all of his creation because of how much he has cared for you. Secondly, you are set apart. 
The Bible describes believers as holy and a priesthood. This means the calling upon your life is a higher calling than that of the world's. And you've already heard it here. The students that have come up this evening already have talked about how, how they measured themselves and what they looked at, at to, to give them worth and identity. They didn't measure up to what the Lord would give them. You have a higher calling because you are the priesthood. You're set apart. You have been called to Tuscaloosa, to UA, to Shelton, wherever it may be, for things more incredible than you could have ever imagined as a high school senior. You are here because the Lord wants you here. And he beckons you to a life that supersedes what the world would have for you or tell you to pursue. And so my prayer is that you would embrace being set apart and pursue the Lord with absolute and utter abandon. And you're going to be surprised at how the Lord uses your faithfulness and your dependence upon him to open doors to love others well as you follow after him. And in light of those things, I just want to encourage you to think about your inputs. And what I mean by that is we are a product of what we consume and who we listen to. I'm not telling you to avoid our culture. In fact, I think you've heard me say it time and time again, be a student of our culture because you need to be. But that doesn't mean the culture has to influence you. You get to influence it. So we are products of what we consume and who we listen to. So crave the word of the Lord. Prioritize time with the Lord. And I'm preaching to myself here. Sit under good and faithful teaching. And surround yourself with those who are going to bolster you in your faith as you go out into the world to love others well. Thirdly, you are a people. You're his people. And this one is huge for me because this is a truth that is so, so crucial for us to recognize and walk in. You have heard me say time and again that identity matters. And it's one of the greatest struggles I think we have in our college years. Right, you look at your college years as some of the most formative in life for a reason. Yes. <laughs> we were just, Carter just texted me that there's always a bottle that drops in college worship, like a water bottle. But, you know, it just reminds me in staff meeting, there's always a phone that goes off. So tonight's just a blending of two worlds. It's wonderful. But you are a people for his own possession, according to Peter, through the Holy Spirit, meaning that you are known and you are loved by God. I want to say that again because you need to hear it. You are a people for his own possession, meaning that you are known and you are loved by God. No matter your past, no matter your history, no matter your regrets, no matter the shame that you think you still bear, if you are in him, you are whole. Amen. And it begins. <laughs> I know that we have many in here working to establish whom they want to be and where they're going to head in life. And that is why I love these four to five to sometimes eight years of college, because they're so formative. But as you become more and more the person the Lord has you to be, please remember that you are already known, you are already cared for by the Creator with a capital C of the universe. That's where your identity lies. So no matter your past, again, no matter your stubborn desire to cling to sins that we think define us, no matter any shame or regret that feels comfortable because we are broken, you are his. If you are a follower of Jesus, you are known, you are loved, and you are forgiven. Not only are you known, but you are not alone. As the people of God, you are never alone. Not only are you indwelt with the Holy Spirit, because the Lord is with you, according to Scripture, but you're also part of his people. I want you to take a second. Let's be cheesy for a minute. Turn to your left and your right. Do me one last solid here. You're not alone. 
embrace this community and allow yourself to develop deep relationships that support, not only support you, but challenge you in your faith. Never take for granted what the Lord has provided through his people, especially the people that he's surrounded you with right now. And as a side note here, invest well in the broader community of FBC as well. There are so many gray and blue-haired people in this church that want to love you. They just don't know how yet. Be bold. Approach them. Invite them into your life and say, let's, let's do life together. I don't have a clue what I'm asking you to do. I don't expect the world from you. Let's just love each other and learn from each other. Next, you have a privilege. I know you've heard me say this before, but Peter plainly states that all that we are in Christ is so that we may proclaim his excellencies and how he has called us out of darkness and into his marvelous light. Our privilege is our mission. We get to share the gospel. Our privilege is to testify to the Lord's grace in our lives. And I have to tell you, your college years are the best years to develop this trait. You've heard it here from fellow students. One, and I'm reiterating this, and we've said it before, and I'm not trying to be rude here, but you're not too busy. In fact, you're the least busy you're ever going to be, trust me. And I don't mean that to diminish what you're going through by any means. Rather, it's just a reality. Embrace it, own it, utilize it, and give it over to the Lord. It will be incredibly multiplied for the efforts of the kingdom. You have more time and more energy than most to faithfully go and share the gospel with the world around you and abroad. That said, leverage the season for the Lord and set the trajectory for your life to be one where your yes is always on the table for the Lord. Choose it now. Because if you're choosing it now in the midst of making decisions about your future, imagine how you're going to make the next decision for your future. Utilize the extra time you have to share your life with others believers and non-believers, and as it's already been mentioned, be a regular somewhere. Be known. Know those that serve behind the counter, that make your favorite coffee. Let them know you. You know them. Don't just say, hey, thanks for making my drink. Ask them their name. Get to know them. Befriend them. Leverage your summers to go on mission. Again, I feel like I'm just repeating everyone, but that's great. And I mean this with love. Please hear me here. I mean this with love, but your careers are not eternal. The Lord's kingdom is. So invite everyone, all that you can, to join you in that kingdom. Because you're in a season where you have the extra time to give. In light of that, get your passport. Some of you going to Uganda know you've got to get your passport in time. I got mine yesterday, by the way. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Yeah. I had everything to do with it. Um, well, my renewed passport. I have been abroad before. Um, but get your passport, travel, learn the world, and love those that fill it. Leverage your location in this season for gospel conversations. There's no place like the university campus to have deep, philosophical, and overly weighty conversations <laughs> because they shape lives. You know this. If there's ever a time to disagree with someone, it's while you're there. Because you can do the hard work of conversation and unpacking ideas with one another. So be open to others, allow them in, allow them to hear who you are in Jesus and share well. So again, I repeat, summarizing all of these things, never forget who you are and whose you are. And if I may, I'd like to take just one more moment to address my friend, my brother, and successor in this college ministry. 
Nathan, it's pretty funny that I would cry about this moment because most people think we really hate each other at times, you know? <laughs> uh, we just have our own language, I feel like, you know, and we get it. But to Nathan, first, and I mean this wholeheartedly, be yourself. Be yourself in ministry and allow the Lord to work through you and shape you and shape those around you. I trust you will, but reminders and challenges from friends never hurt. Secondly, and it's been repeated, but I think this is very intentional, don't take yourself too seriously. You're going to miss out on the joy and contentment of ministry if you get too wrapped up in the criticisms, the opinions of others, etc. Because trust me, in case you can attest to this, it took me far too long to believe this. And I suffered for it at times. But he's brought me through that, but I want to save you that struggle. Third, this is a big one, open your home. There's no more excellent tool to exhibit our care for others and our desire to give them our time than opening our home and practicing hospitality. And believe me, I know that you do this already. But you're going to have more opportunities and great opportunities. So continue to utilize the greatest tool the Lord's given you when it comes to your residence. Next, pursue the Lord above all else. Because as you know, we, who we are comes through in what we model for others, and what we model influences culture. So I pray your love for the Lord only increases, only increases, my friend. And lastly, dream big, pray big, and take risks for the glory of the Lord. Because as you seek the Lord's direction in your life and for this ministry, pray with great expectancy and never shy away from inspired goals that the Lord leads you to that others might question or scoff at. As I wrap up, I know I went over, but are we surprised? Um, I just want to say thank you. You think I was dying or something, right? Um, thank you for the best seven years anyone could ask for. Many of you are like, you've been here that long. Uh, some of you are freshmen, you're like, I knew you were old, but you're not that old. I am. I am. Thank you for the challenges. <clears throat> Seniors, thanks for your patience, your continued trust, and a willingness to wait things out, even when you disagree with them. Thanks for asking hard questions. Thanks for having the patience to hear our answers. <laughs> Freshman, thanks for taking a chance on us. I know we're not the flashiest church in town. I know we don't have the most to offer when it comes to things that you might be naturally attracted to. But there's depth here. There's a love here for you. I think you know that. So in light of those things, live this life well. And what I mean by this life is your college life. Live this college life that you've been granted well. Give it to the Lord. Pursue him. Offer it all to him. And I promise you, you'll come out the other side a better person. Not just so that you feel better about yourself, but more shaped like Jesus and more able to be utilized for the kingdom. If I can, I'm going to pray over you guys. And then I think we'll wrap up for the night. Father, I thank you just for who you are.